Oh, it's pretty democratic. Progressive. Definitely pretty liberal. California is uh, pretty environmentally conscious. I think in California, it's kind of like in to be green. Everyone in LA, you know, they love it. Everyone is very environmentally conscious. I had solar panels on the roof. So windmills would work, solar panels would work. Prius and just like solar panels, kind of like cool, like it's like the trend. California produces more renewable energy than any other state. So it must be relatively easy to establish a renewable power plant in California, right? Pretty much anything in California is three times harder to do than anywhere else in the Bureau. Nobody knows renewable energy struggle in California more than Jeff Childers. Jeff is the BLM officer assigned to oversee the largest wind farm in the country, called Terragen, located right outside of Tehachapi. Today, Jeff stands at the front of the conference room in full uniform. His tall, forest green pants are securely fastened by a black leather belt. Government badges decorate his khaki short sleeve button-up. Jeff holds his large, calloused index finger in front of the audience. We did have a baby tortoise about that big stop work in an area for a while. Jeff explains that while California is overall pro-renewable energy, it also has extremely strict environmental requirements for developers. In short, California's efforts to stay green may actually be discouraging the renewable industry. One of Jeff's California-specific requirements is to closely monitor the desert tortoise, a federal and California-listed endangered species. We spent all day watching this tortoise, this baby tortoise, by the big, walk across the road, right up underneath the wheels of the vehicle. So it doesn't take long for them to get into a compromising situation. So we watched that baby tortoise all day. <laughs> up thing, up down. Back down the hill, walked into the straw waddle, and then got stuck. And then we moved the straw waddle. So it was, it was, uh, it was an interesting day of work. Biologists and BLM officers all on their hands and knees under the hot sun. The rest of the day's work halted to ensure the safety of this baby tortoise. Days like these are not uncommon in California. This is because renewable energy collaborators in California, like Jeff, must comply with the California Environmental Quality Act, known as CEQA, in addition to the National Environmental Policy Act, known as NEPA. Under the federal act, Developers only have to complete an environmental assessment if a significant impact is found. Under the California Act, however, developers must identify every potential environmental impact and their plans to mitigate that impact. You can guess that California law finds much more to be significant than its federal counterpart. This is particularly true in the case of endangered species, including the desert tortoise. And then we had another location on another access road to a turbine site where Tortoise was in a burrow, but he was kind of, I'm not going to say uh, bipolar. He couldn't decide which burrow he wanted to be in, and it was next to two different roads. This is the one on, I can't remember the number, 184. And he needed to move, we needed to move the road over 200 feet, which would have worked fine. California Fish and Wildlife was like, oh, well, we don't know. So we had to work with him. So, so it, it, Just one tortoise can change a day's work in California. Protecting a species on the national and statewide list means that Jeff must collaborate with several state agencies. And this means additional regulations and requirements. So we also had California Fish and Wildlife Service, along with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, all interested in the desert tortoise. Bureaucracy to the uber level. Jeff isn't the only collaborator within Terrigen frustrated with California's extra layer of bureaucracy. Ray Bransfield, a senior biologist with U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, has been with Terragen since it broke ground. For over 20 years, Ray has worked on mitigation efforts with the California condor, 
another national and statewide listed species. He's felt pressure within U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to support renewable projects, but at the same time mitigate all impacts to the condor, perhaps unrealistically. Ray brushes aside his white-gray hair and rolls up his sleeves. He speaks urgently, as though the conflict must be solved right now, his white mustache jumping as he tells his story. So I'll tell you a secret. I'll tell you a story that not very many people know about, but you got to promise not never to tell anybody else. Our regional director, our big boss in Sacramento, went to the director of the Fish and Wildlife Service and said, we're not going to allow the take of a single condor. We, this, it's not extremely likely that a condor will die here, but we can't guarantee it. We just can't guarantee it. So we had this delicate balance of them saying, we're not going to allow the take of a single condor, but you need to let this project go forward. So what are we going to do? California law puts Ray in a hard spot. Support renewables, but guarantee minimal impact. But when renewables like Terrigen are so young, how can anyone be absolutely sure mitigation efforts will be successful? There's no prepaved road for environmentally conscious energy developers. To find creative solutions, they're going to need to experiment. And experimentation needs a little room for failure. The California Environmental Quality Act does not offer that flexibility. It's when you get down to the nitty-gritty, devils-in-the-details implementation on the ground. This is Jessica Rempel, another U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service biologist who specializes in studying renewable energy development. She, too, feels frustrated by California's strict limitations. She says that sometimes they prevent creative solutions, like reintroducing the desert tortoise into the boundaries of development. Whether Jessica and Terrigen will be able to get the job done in CEQA's fine print or not, all of California will be watching. Kevin Martin, the site manager of Terrigen, feels the public spotlight more than anyone. When it gets bad press, there's a lot of really good work that goes into these projects that we just hear the negatives. So as renewable energy plants like Terrigen emerge, how should we accept them? With open arms because the alternatives are oil and gas? Or should we learn from our past mistakes in these industries and really study the potential impacts before acting too quickly? While it's been an uber-bureaucratic nightmare for Terrigen, there's no doubt these extra measures have resulted in creative, progressive solutions. We should be applying this across the board, no matter what type of development that's going in. But, you know, the industry should be also taking the lead and, and being a good model to how you can have that development and address those issues, too. For National Public Lands Radio, this is Danny Hepper.